0: Why does time have to move so fast? I cannot believe it is week nine of the high school football season. Wow. Whoa. Shnikes. All of those things. We're getting close to Halloween, so been watching a little Scooby-Doo, so schnikes came up in the adjectives that I wrote down for week nine already being here. It is crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. This has been a monstrously busy week, so I haven't put out as many shows throughout the week as I would like. The last week was the same thing. Today being October 20th, not wanting any pat on the backs, You don't have to say anything to me. But it is my birthday, so had some you know, stuff going on, work, family, things like that. So we're getting that all taken care of. But you know, podcasts are still going to come. Whether it's my birthday, your birthday, somebody else's birthday... Edge of Your Seat Podcast is here. Also in the busy week, as a referee, girls junior high and middle school basketball heading to the postseason. So it's been busy. Boys hoops are starting now, like right now. And high school will be around uh, probably in the middle to end of November. So all levels starting up soon, but the middle school junior high Like right now, right now, right now. I got plenty of games next week and moving forward. As a journalist, high school, golf is completed. State golf completed. Got some podcasts in the books, in the vault, ready to get those out. Tennis, the state meet, is happening right now. Had sectionals last week and then state this week. Friday and Saturday, actually Thursday, Friday, Saturday, today, Friday, October 20th started the 19th and then we'll end the 21st Saturday, which is tomorrow boys soccer. Regional finals are wrapping up had a couple of the last couple days. I believe there are some today and then sectionals right around the corner as in Monday Whew, fast. Time is flying. That's what I'm saying. Cross country regionals start tomorrow. October 21st, Saturday, so we'll have those in the books pretty soon. And then volleyball is kicking off Monday. Just so much going on. It's awesome to be a part of, trying to get as many interviews as we can, talk to people, get their thoughts about their performances, whether it's a coach, a player, and then of course, we're doing everything else, talking to artists, musicians, artists in painting, all kinds of things. So many interviews in the vault, we're getting them out as soon as possible should have the next episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast either tomorrow, Saturday, or Sunday. And then we are going to vault through the in-between time between fall and winter sports and try to get out as much as possible. That's the deal. It's always the deal. want you to hear these great interviews, chats with these great people. Like I said, it is week nine of the football season. The postseason will start next week. I have the call tonight in Princeton as Hall Putnam County Red Devils traveling to take on the Princeton Tigers. And if you thought all I do is sports, check out the Mendota Reporter and Boy News for stories on all kinds of things. I do write some sports stories, but I also talk to people about their hobbies. Lots of feature stories news items city boards village boards all over the place trying to find out as much as i can that's why i love my career what i'm doing i get to talk to all of you awesome people and i just get to know the environment of where i'm at and also and also i'm never bored everybody's like oh there's nothing to do in rural towns or middle of nowhere illinois i am never ever 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 bored there is something an event, an organization is hosting, a party of some sort, not always alcoholic beverages, but a kid's party, a school party, a chamber party, Chamber of Mendota, Chamber of Commerce in the Illinois Valley, all over the place. There's always something going on, always something to be part of, and I am always grateful that I get the opportunity to be part of so many different things. I keep saying I, I better tell you who I am. I am Brandon Lachance, the host of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Don't know where you're listening to this episode, but you can find all of them. Every single episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the website www.rss.com backslash podcast. That is with an S, it's plural, backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Socials, You know we're there. Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and Twitter, Edge of Your CP. If you would like to connect with me on my personals, Facebook is Brandon Lachance. Lachance looks like L-A Chance, pronounced Lachance, and then on Twitter, at Lachance Writer. On all those sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, Twitter, please like, review. Five star, a million star, comment, post something nice. We we would like nice. I mean, you have your opinion, can say what you want. We would like nice. Anything to help us move up rankings, to help us do what we're trying to do. And that is put a spotlight, a showcase, a highlight of everything awesome in Northern and Central Illinois. If you have any questions, suggestions, you would like to be a guest, you know somebody that would be a good guest you like or dislike something I or a guest said, or you like to sponsor with Edge of Your Seat Podcast, please send an email to edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. As always, much love. Thank you to Brian Cavelli Cavelli Productions, for the intro and outro beat for Edge of Your Seat Podcast, which is brought to you by First State Bank. 19 locations in northern and central Illinois. Great people. Great banking policies. They always know what they're doing. I've been banking with First State Bank since 2011, 12 years ago, maybe 12 and a half. I'm gonna go 12 and a half. Never had a problem, never leaving. My money's safe there. I like it. This is episode 305. We're gonna keep it kind of short. We're gonna have a mix and match with some national stuff I want to chat about. And then we have two guests, Inboy Lamoille, Ohio, Scott Payne, as the Clippers are 8-0, going into probably their toughest match of the season. It is at home, 7 p.m. tonight, Friday, October 20th, against Polo, which is a rivalry game for them at this point in eight-man football. Polo is 7-1, and they want to go to state. They want to win a state title. They got knocked out last year in the semifinals against West Central, which, and boy advanced, and played West Central in the title game. Then, Randy Tiemann, Hall, Putnam County coach. They are 3-5 and five as the Red Devils are traveling to Princeton, who is seven and 7-1, and they are state-ranked. They are number two in Class 3A. Princeton, we had Coach Ryan Pearson and Junior Noah Laporte on the last episode or the episode before. The episode before, I believe. Great to talk with them. This is going to be a great match. This is a huge rivalry. Three Rivers Conference, Mississippi Division, Hall and Princeton do not, do not like each other. They know each other, but they don't like each other when it comes to sports. And we're going to see a great game. Well, it is 2.50 right now. Have to be at PHS, Princeton High School, at 6 o'clock to do the radio broadcast on The Woof as I said, 96.5, The Wolf, Brandon Lachance, Justin Baroski with the call. I'll be play-by-play, Justin color, and we'll break down every aspect of the Red Devils and the Tigers tonight at the jungle in Princeton. Let's go. Let's get to the show. Have you heard the news? First State Bank is the first to offer Quillo. Quillo is an online personal loan officer that allows you to apply for a loan in just minutes. Need to replenish your checking account, pay off a high interest credit card, or take that vacation you have always wanted? Check out Quillo on the First State Bank website using your phone, tablet, or PC. It won't impact your credit score to apply. There are no fees, no penalties, and payments you can afford. You'll need a First State Bank checking account, but have no worries. You can apply for one of those online too. Check out FSB's Premier account that pays higher interest for doing a few routine activities. Go to FirstStateBank.biz today to see how you can get a Quilla loan with a new or existing checking account. First State Bank is member FDIC and equal housing lender. Mix and match. This is where we talk about all kinds of different things outside of high school, outside of Illinois stuff, but things that we're all interested in. Well, maybe not all of them, but hopefully a majority. We'll go with that. Wrestling. A passion of mine. I just got to meet Bret Hart last Saturday. It was awesome. If you did not know, Bret Hart, my favorite wrestler of all time. I grew up loving the Hart Foundation. The pink and black attack was my thing. Paying attention to now wrestling things that are going on, not as much as I used to, but, you know, here and there. However, storylines and, you know, things that pop up on Twitter and Facebook, you know, I catch. So Edge, former WWE wrestler, who just left, just had his sayonara party, comes to AEW. I kept seeing tweets like, oh, Edge is coming, Edge is coming, and sure enough, he did. CM Punk, after leaving the WWE 10 years ago, bounced around, he was in UFC, then he goes to AEW. Now he's gone because him and Tony Khan, the owner of AEW, have had some words not on the same page. So Edge comes in, CM Punk leaves. What this has proven to me, is that AEW is WCW reincarnated. They would just bring in a bunch of former WWF, WWE stars and try to make money off of their name of what they did in another company. They couldn't grow stars. They couldn't, you know, escalate storylines. They couldn't make a show a show. They just tried to live off the name. And I am just saying this off of my past history watching WCW and me paying attention to social media and headlines and things of that nature. I have not watched one episode of AEW, but from what I see from afar, that's what is happening. All the top names, every poster that I see of an upcoming live show is all guys that made their name, that left a mark in WWE, or... Some of them are old enough that they were in WWF. Just saying, that seems the road that they're going. And if you pay attention to WCW, it did not work out for them. And WWE ended up buying WCW. I'm just saying. And it starts with stuff like this, because WWE's developmental show, NXT, then books John Cena and Undertaker, two Hall of Famers, two big, 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 big names that have sold... Millions, hundreds of millions of tickets, they bring them in, and NXT whoops AEW in the ratings and in TV. I've seen AEW stars on Twitter, including Chris Jericho, a former WWE guy and WWF guy, bashing NXT for doing that and like, hey, you can only use star bookings so long, you know, we have better wrestling. Well, not really, because WWE can do these star bookings any day, all day, doesn't matter who, they can bring back John Cena and Undertaker in two weeks and you're going to have the same results. I'm just saying it's not looking good for AEW. Major League Baseball postseason has been mind-blowing. From the get-go, I went chalk. I'm like, man, I think the better ranked teams are going to win every series. The first eight series, so that's the AL and NL wildcards in the American League and National League divisional series, Three of the eight chalk, chalk means favorites, so three of the favorites of the eight series won. That means there was five upsets. If you want to be technical, they were upsets because they were the lower seed, or the higher seed, sorry, the higher seed. The Braves being a one, getting knocked out by number four, Phillies. Phillies had a higher number, upset the Braves, which are chalk. That means they were the chalk pick, the favorite pick. And that happened all throughout the playoffs. It has been insane. I thought if there was one year where there was dominant teams, the Braves, the Dodgers, the Baltimore Orioles, who got knocked out by the Texas Rangers, a five seed. It's just mind blowing. I thought this was a year that the the top seeds were going to prevail and it was going to be like a one seed and a one seed, or a one seed and a two seed, playing for the World Series. At this point, it's not looking like that. It really isn't. Right now, we have the right now we have the American League Championship Series going on, where it's the Houston Astros, who are a two seed in the playoff bracket, and then the number five Texas Rangers. They're tied at two two. However, Texas won the two first games, first two games, and now Houston has dominated the last two games. Their bats are on fire. Fire. Let me say it again. Fire. Jose Altuve, fire. It has been insane what they're doing with the baseball bat. In the NLCS, the National League Championship Series, the number four Philadelphia Phillies have a 2-1 edge over number six Arizona Diamondbacks. Phillies won the first two games, and they look just as dominant as Houston did. The Diamondbacks snuck in a win yesterday, but I don't see them doing that again. I think Phillies beating the Diamondbacks, and I don't know about Houston and Texas, but Texas has not looked good the last two games where Houston has been dominating. So if Houston and Philadelphia win, they're the chalk picks in these series, but still a 2 and a 4, where the other two teams in the championship series are a 5 and a 6. It has been just a crazy postseason. However, it's been crazy for bettors, for gamblers. If you're putting money on this, you're not happy. (laughs) And neither is your checkbook or your checking account. However, as a fan of sports, it's been awesome. You don't have the same dominant teams every single year, except Houston. I wish they would get knocked out. Nobody likes the Houston Astros. Absolutely nobody, except if you're in Houston. However, other than them... That's it. Nobody thought Texas at the beginning of the year was going to be one of the final four teams, Philadelphia. Maybe they have a lot of talent. Bryce Harper, the next face of MLB, if he's not already. And then the Diamondbacks, nobody thinks of Arizona being good until they get to this spot. So that's where we've been at. And now this is what we have. And it's really interesting to see what's going to happen. Speaking of interesting to see what's happening, NFL. I mean, we're week six, week seven of the NFL football season. I believe we're in week seven. I'm done with Dak Prescott, the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. He plays well against bad teams or okay teams and then disappears, plays his worst games against good teams, aka the San Francisco 49ers. He is awful against them. Philadelphia Eagles. He is awful against them. And it's going to continue. We know who Dak Prescott is. It is not changing. I am done with the storylines. I am done with them saying, oh, Prescott had a bad game, but he's going to outperform this guy this time. Well, because it's like a top, maybe 20 quarterback in the league instead of a really good quarterback or a bad defense instead of a great, great defense like the San Francisco 49ers. I'm just done with it. If Dallas makes it to the postseason, awesome. But I might listen to every radio show on silent. Maybe it's just better not to listen to them. But every game post, every game show, like the pre-games, all that other stuff, I will watch it on silent until I see highlights of a different team, a different game, because I am over listening to Dak Prescott. Uh, I'm done. I'm just done. What has been mind-blowing this season? Thought Detroit Lions were going to be good coming in. I think everybody did. We saw what they did last year. The NFC North is not good. The Bears are awful. I exhausted that topic. I love the Bears, but they're tragic, 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 tragically terrible. I don't know how many times I can say tragic, but it is a tragic story. Justin Fields now hurt. I mean, it's just so much bad, bad football. We're done there. We're done. Packers have been so-so one week. Jordan Love looks like he's the greatest predecessor for Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers that they ever could have possibly had. And then the next week, he doesn't look good at all. That's how it is. Minnesota Vikings had a great record last year. Won, I think, 13 one-score games. And now they've won two, including last week against the Chicago Bears. So just a, a weak division. The Lions were already predicted to win that. Well, now they're being put put up in the echelon of teams that could possibly win the Super Bowl this year. And that's with the 49ers and the Eagles, who I've already talked about, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Everybody else in the AFC is kind of up for grabs. There's some good teams, Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals, but you just don't see them escalating. The Miami Dolphins, Baltimore Ravens, I could keep listing. There's about seven, eight, maybe nine teams that are all in that, eh, maybe, ugh, they look really good one week and then struggle the next week. But San Francisco, KC, Philadelphia, and Detroit have lost a game. All of them have lost a game, but they're still predicted to be tops because they, for the most part, are dominant, dominant teams. Never in my life would I think that the Detroit Lions would be put in that echelon. But at the moment, they're probably the best team in the NFC. Seriously. After last week, the last two weeks, they're probably the best team in the NFC. I'm really excited to see them play a San Francisco or Philadelphia to see if that's actually true. WNBA, the champions have been crowned. The Las Vegas Aces defeated the New York Liberty. They're the champs. Congrats, Candace Parker, the first player ever, to win three championships on three different teams. A couple years ago, believe it was 2021, she won a ring with the Chicago Sky. That was fantastic. Made everybody in Chicago happy, or Chicago fans, including myself. I was very happy. Candace Parker has been in the league 15 years. I remember when she was tearing stuff up in Tennessee, and I thought she was a great player, and she has done nothing, nothing, but live up to expectations and propelling her name in the upper echelon and definitely, definitely first ballot Hall of Fame territory. Asia Wilson is trying to do the same Finals MVP back-to-back WNBA champion. She was also the WNBA Finals MVP last year. She's won a regular season MVP, all kinds of accolades for Asia Wilson She's an incredible, incredible player. And to watch her, Parker, and the Aces get this WNBA championship is amazing. Don't know what you're doing tomorrow night, Saturday, October 21st, but at 7 p.m. is going to be the IHSA pairing show for playoff football. Always interesting. Always crazy to see where all these teams are going. In eight classes, 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A, 5A, 6A, 7A, 8A. I knew you already got the idea when I said 8A, but might as well just list them all off. It's always cool, always fun to see who not only your favorite team or your hometown team is going to play, but every other team around the state. Always, always interesting. Hopefully, our schools get some good draws. Surf Internet's fast. Fiber internet is more reliable and 25 times faster than cable. Unlike other local providers, we're proud to provide transparent all-in pricing that includes equipment fees and taxes. With speed packages starting at $35 a month, you'll get a free modem, free expert installation, and free whole home Wi-Fi on most plans. Plus, no contracts and no data caps at a price that's locked in for life. Go to surfinternet.com to learn more or call 844-955-SURF for details. That's 844-955-SURF. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. We're going to wrap it up right there. Did some mix and match. Talked about things going on in the area. Now it is time to have our chats. Weekly, we have been talking to Amboy Lamoille, Ohio coach Scott Payne and Hall Putnam County coach Randy Teeman, thank them all season long for chatting with us about the team, about the previous game, about the next game, about the environments of, of the stadiums that they're at, everything that happens in a high school football season, much appreciation to both of them. We will have more and more and more and more interviews as we go. We got some already edited, just lined up, ready to get out. I said thank you to Payne and Teeman. I want to say thank you to you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for clicking that button. Thank you for the reviews. Thank you for the likes. Thank you for the reshares, the shares, the follows, the reposts, the retweets. It's a repost now, not a retweet, but hey, we'll put in both. Whatever it is, all of what it is, thank you for being a part of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. And again, helping us do what we're trying to do, and that is showcase everything that's going on in our area, Northern and Central Illinois. When I first started this, I just took the teams that I had been working with through the News Tribune in LaSalle. 13 high schools, and then IVCC as a junior college. Well, I decided I wanted to expand and get out there more and larger reach, and I knew a larger area because of my time in newspapers, magazines. February will be 19 years that I've been doing this and I've been up here for 80% of that. So, wanted to expand. Now we do 49 high schools, three junior colleges, and always have people willing to get on the phone with me or for me to come meet them, them to come meet me, whatever it is, and tell their story. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of edge of your seat podcast in every way. Thank you for being a guest. I can't say thank you enough in every single way. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So this is my birthday gift right here is being able to say thank you for you continuing to plug in and listen. In July, 3,847 downloads. That might not sound like a huge number to you, but for a podcast out of a studio in an apartment In Mendota, Illinois, from a kid from Mendota, Illinois, who, you know, moved here when he was 12, didn't know what he was gonna do, got in a lot of trouble, things like that. And then he started this journalism career and going on 19 years. And I don't know if I built a reputation as being a good journalist. I don't know what it is. I hope that's what it is. I hope, you know, my skills and being able to talk to people and have them tell their story is what brings you in, hopefully. And if it's not, and it's something else, Awesome. I'm just thankful that I'm able to do this, to do these podcasts and put them out and you guys listen. When I first started this, I'm like, man, I'm going to have three listens. My mom, maybe a sister, maybe a close friend. If we get to 10 a month, hey, cool. We have gotten to thousands a month and it's because of you. Every aspect, whether it's listening, fan, guest, sponsor, everything. Thank you. Very, very much. Like I said, that's my birthday gift for me. I know it sounds crazy, but my birthday gift is being able to say thank you to you for listening to Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Well, that's enough of the soapbox. Let's get to Amboy, Lamoille, Ohio coach, Scott Payne, and Hall Putnam County coach, Randy Tiemann. Hopefully you have a great Friday, a great weekend, and please keep listening to Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Until next time. Hey! As always, every week, every Monday, chatting with Amboy LeMoyle, Ohio football coach Scott Payne. You finally had a home game after week one of the season. It was against Orangeville, a 72-12 to 12 victory. Had to feel good to be at home, had to feel good to get, you know, that big of a victory.
1: Yeah, it was. You know, it was felt really good to be at home. Uh, you know, like you said, it's been since week one since we had a... A real home game and uh you know the kids were excited to finally be at home and you know, they went out and played a good game on Friday and we got out there with a, a big win over a, a good football team.
0: We had talked last week about how Orangeville was improved. I think last year they were one and eight. Last week they came in, I believe, with four wins. I mean, so you knew you had an improved Orangeville team, but that didn't bother you guys.
1: Yeah, you know, uh coming in last week they they have won three games in a row and were scoring over sixty points in those three games and had a lot of momentum going and uh, you know, they have a very good running back in full gate who, you know, he's, I think he's leading the eight man in rushing and, you know, so we knew we had our challenges ahead of us to stop their run game. And, uh, you know, we, our defense did a pretty good job of slowing them down.
0: Defensively, did you have to make any adjustments or did you guys just play your game plan to slow them down?
1: Uh, we put a couple of different blitzes in, uh, to shut down some of the runs plays they like to use with him. And, uh, but other than that, we just stuck with what we know best and, uh, just kept it nice and simple for the kids so they could just go out and play and react and have fun yeah you know we came out and ran the ball very well uh, on the first half i mean welchel had three touchdowns and 160 yards and Leffelman had three touchdowns and 80 yards you know blaine had a touchdown run of 18 yards and all that set up our play action pass where you know eddie jones was six of six for 123 and he threw a 28-yard touchdown pass to blaine so um you know when we come out and establish our run game it sets up our play action pass so much better.
0: And of course, everybody likes to win, especially, you know, you're a high school kid, things like that, you're winning. But now it's not just winning, There, it seems like they're all having fun, too, which is a huge deal in high school football, high school sports.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're, they're having a blast, you know. And uh, before my pregame speech, I always ended with the same thing, saying you know, I always say, go out there and just have fun. So that's all you guys got to do. You guys go out, play the game, have fun. Don't worry about winning losing. That's our that's the coach's job. That's our jobs to worry about the wins and the losses. And I always tell them just have fun, and play the game. You're 17 years old, and just enjoy every Friday night you can.
0: And it seems like they're doing exactly that.
1: Yeah, they are. Yeah, these kids are having a blast. They're having a good time. You know, they're up cheering when the second, third team guys are in, in the second half. So, uh, you know these these guys are. They all get along really well. And, they root for each other, and it's a great thing to see. It's a great group of kids.
0: Just because we're on this conversation right now, I'm probably sure I'll bring this up in the postseason, maybe after the season's done. But I mean, this seems like one of those groups that you know, as a coach, you never forget and wish or hope moving forward that every group is kind of like this.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, you know, this is a group of seniors that you know uh, definitely get a mess when they graduate. Um, you know, these guys were freshmen my first year as the head coach, so this is my first. You know class that i've had for four years and uh you know i'm definitely gonna miss these guys when they graduate and i just enjoy every day going over to school and being around these guys and listen to some of their comments and laughing at them and uh you know it's a great group of kids and i and i i can already see it getting passed down to our lower level our low lower level guys are seeing how things are done and, and everything else and uh you know it's a great thing these guys sure have helped establish a good uh thing here in amboy
0: week eight 8 0. Got one more game left. I look at this as a rivalry game for you guys. Polo.
1: Without a doubt, it is. Uh, you know, we've had some good games against Polo since we joined the eight man division. You know, they're only, what, 25, 20, 25 miles away from us, 30 maybe. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a rivalry game. You know, all the kids from Polo and Amboy know each other on all the social media and stuff. And uh, You know, it's a big game Friday night. You know, Polo's coming in at 7 1. We're 8 0. Uh, you know it's going to be a very good game, a good atmosphere. It's senior night here in Amboy, so you know there's going to be a lot going on.
0: And this may be your toughest opponent of the season. I mean, like you said, they're seven and one. They've scored 341 points, not far away from your 385. I mean, they're offensively talented and defensively talented as well.
1: Yes, they are. Uh, offensively, they have a very good uh, running back slash quarterback. He plays both spots, and Brock Southout. Uh He's a very good player. He was. Area player of the year last year, and he's having an even better season this year. You know, we're we're going to have to find ways to shut him down. And then um, they're very good at throwing the ball, too, when uh, Meridian comes in and plays quarterback. He'll come in and play quarterback when they want to throw, and he's a very accurate passer. And we're really going to have to be able to defend the run and the pass well this week.
0: I'm glad you brought up Brock Salto, because I've seen some games where he is, you know, scored on all levels. He threw for a touchdown, (laughs) ran for a touchdown, had a receiving touchdown. So he's a multi-faceted star athlete for them, and I know you've been focusing on him.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, he's he's what I call a triple threat on on a, on their offense. You know, he can throw, he can catch, and he can run. And you know, that's a tough uh, tough thing to defend when a player can do all three of those. We're just going to go out there and play the type of defense that we play, and you know, hopefully we can slow him down and control the line of scrimmage up front. I think that's going to be another key factor for us Friday is our defensive line controlling their offensive line and plugging up the, the gaps and not letting him have room to run.
0: We have talked about your line all season long, and well-deserved. I mean, they should be talked about. I feel like this is a unit like, yes, they have to do their job, and you say it every week, like, hey, we have to rely on them to – you know, hold the line and do what they're supposed to do. But I feel at the same time, like, you know, they're going to do that. You don't have any doubt whatsoever that they're going to control the game.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, these guys take a lot of pride in blocking on the offensive line. Uh, you know, it's it's a position where you don't get the headlines in the paper or anything. Because I played line when I was in school, and I always tell them, um, you know, take pride in what you do. And these kids do. You know, these kids come out and they take pride in blocking and open up holes for uh, Welch and Quinn and you know, Blaine or Eddie, whoever's running the ball, and, uh, you know, they do a phenomenal job of it. Uh, you know, once again, our kickoff team did a tremendous job of covering the kicks. We recovered a, an onside kick. You know, we didn't give up any big returns, and once again, you know, our special teams came up big this week for us.
0: All right. I can let you go then. Thank you very much. That was, a, as usual, masterful interview. You're becoming a professional.
1: <laughs> oh, hopefully I'm getting better at
0: The interview you just heard with Amboy Lamoille, Ohio coach Scott Payne, and the one you're about to hear with Hall Putnam County coach Randy Tiemann, is brought to you by Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town, associates Jason Hintz and Caitlin Henry pride themselves in being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle, they want to form a bond, a relationship to get you every vehicle you want and cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. Jason Hintz has been with Medota Ford for eight years, giving him the experience needed to help customers in every way possible. Caitlin Henry joined the team in July and is excited to help you find your dream vehicle. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Medota Ford family. Jason and Caitlin will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys with the little jingle jangle to check out the many options on the lot. Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.MendotaFord.com. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Mendota Ford. And when you do, don't forget to mention where you heard about Mendota Ford, as the dealership has a refer a friend or family member program. If you buy a vehicle, the person or podcast you referred Will receive one hundred dollars. Brandon Lachance, the Wolf 965. We are speaking with Hall Putnam County, Red Devils football coach, Randy Tiemann. In a blink of an eye, it is week nine, last game of the regular season. Randy Tiemann, you've seen highs, you've seen lows with this team. Now you go into week nine against big time rival, the Princeton Tigers.
2: They're an awful good football team, from what I've seen on film and what I've heard and what I've seen in the last couple of years. So we'll have our hands full. We want to go over there and compete and do the best
0: we can. We've talked about this a few times, how your last three games of the regular season were all against state-ranked teams. I mean, didn't want to get those losses, but maybe you guys picked up some, you know, knowledge, got some things worked out in the system against Newman and Rockridge that you can take into Princeton. So your rivalry being the third of those three state-ranked teams – I guess if there's a good thing of that situation, that would be it.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, we're going to go over there with, you know, with an attitude and, and try to pull the upset of the year, I guess.
0: Hall comes in three and five. So unfortunately, the playoffs are out of reach. I know that's always year in, year out, something that you guys strive for. How do you keep your team into this game? It does help that it's a rivalry game, but how do you keep them prepared and stuff, knowing that this is the last game of the season?
2: Well, you know, the seniors, they want to go out with with something special and the underclassmen, you know, we got to let them know that, you know, you're playing for what we see and what what we evaluate you as, you know, a game that doesn't mean a lot, how you act in that game and how you play. And that'll look forward to next year and, and what we try to do with you.
0: Although always want to make the playoffs, you know, this team had... Quite a few things against it coming into the season, including, you know, Mac Resetich had graduated, who's going to do this, who's going to do what. But it seemed like as the year went on, you know, the handoffs, the receptions were given to pretty much everybody that was in a Red Devil jersey, and you guys did the best that you could against every opponent, whether they were state-ranked or not.
2: Yeah, I mean, our kids went out and, and they competed all year long. I didn't, I didn't see any give-up in them. And, you know, that that's a
0: tribute to them. Coming into Princeton, I know you said, hey, I've seen a little bit above of them and they look like a good team. What are some things that you guys are preparing for going into this Week 9 matchup?
2: Well, I mean, they've gone to a pretty big run game and uh, we're going to look at trying to stop that. But, you know, they will throw it too, so you have to be ready for play action. And, and they have they have some really good athletes and their line is, well, by far the best we've seen all year. They're They're big, they're quick, they get off the ball. There, you know, they're going to be a load to handle.
0: For your offense going up against the Tigers, like I said, a lot of different people have had the ball. Uh, you've come up with different sets, you know, ran different directions as the seasons went on, throwing a little more. I'm guessing this is something that you're going to continue to look for to do against the Tigers.
2: Yeah, I mean, we think we're going to have, you know, we've had a hard time running the ball the last few weeks. So we may look for look at uh, throwing the ball a little more. I don't know. We'll have to see how it's how it plays out how much time you give uh gianni back there
0: glad you brought up his name senior quarterback gianni Guarini. i mean he's had moments where he has looked amazing and he has proven that you know if they need if the red devils need to get the ball down the field he can do so
2: yeah gianni's had a good second half of the season throwing the ball a little better and he's got he's seen the open receiver and he's he's done a lot of the things we've been asking him to do and worked on.
0: Week nine of the season this Friday, October 20th, 7 o'clock, as the Hall Putnam County Red Devils travel to Princeton to take on the number two ranked 3A team in the state of Illinois. Coach Randy Team, it's always a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you for speaking with the Wolf 96-5 about this game. No
2: problem. Thanks for having me.